ready. My body is ready, Google. <laughs> okay, hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today we are going to be playing Gods and Monsters, our Slayers of Decadence campaign. I finally got that name right. Uh, this is quite possibly our final game of uh, Slayers of Decadence. Um, unless this run goes longer than anticipated, in which case this is the second last run of Slayers of Decadence. Uh, so what do you have for us, Ryan? Alright, um, so my qu my first question for you guys. Um, in the in the mindset of your other characters, um, how closely have you been, um, you've been, you've been grooming uh, Landris and Fillion for the roles that they are to play. How much attention have you been paying to um, the city of Firefly itself? I think we've been paying a fair bit of attention to the city of Firefly, considering <clears throat> that we've been training these two gods and their lives are connected right. with that place. You know, all checking right. in every so often, making sure it all goes according to plan. I think we were paying attention by virtue of being there. Yeah. As opposed to, like, necessarily focusing on it. Right. So, um, in room that... for surprising us. Okay. Um, in that case... Um... Probably not, oh, there's all of a sudden an army there! Or, oh, famine! Like, we would have noticed things like that. But, like, you know, maybe there's... Some other strife. Um, well, my my question was going to be toward. Um, so the ha, have you, the the uh, northern kingdom Arcanium uh, has come under the influence of a new emperor. Um, have you guys been paying attention to that at all? I I mean, most of your focus has been on Arcanium. Um, have you at all influenced the city to, say, build up its military or um, strengthen its defenses or anything like that? I wouldn't have because I've put all my eggs into this we can solve it without war basket, but mm -hmm. Kindunos is a different man. Right. So Kindunos, uh, I, will, I will throw that one over to you. Um, as, the, as the warrior of the of the Pantheon, have you uh, exerted any influence over Firefly's military and its its leadership in that direction? Um, I'd say every so often, you know, I would sneak in a couple of the warriors of the true outpost to kind of, you know, guide them in our ways and build them up from that. Just, again, more subtle influences. Okay, so you pretty much, um, what, what is more important to you in that case? Is it physical defenses, like are you strengthening the city's walls? Is it uh, a defensible military? Are you building up like uh, an army that they can use to drive out invaders? Or are you, are you looking for like a conquering force here where um, they're going to start pulling people in from surrounding areas so that they can go off and make their own conquests? Um, I'd say we're more of a defense. I mean, after the siege, you know, we've been trying to make sure that something like that doesn't happen again. And, you know, with uh, if we're 
very safe and very well, you know, built up against attacks, then we're more likely to build a stronger community. Okay. Tell me, Eric, are you familiar with the uh, Nordic word shiri? No, I am not. It is the word from which we gain the word sheriff. Ah, Sorry, okay. sheriff. Uh... And its original meaning is uh, for every ten farms in an area, the tenth farm, the guy that lived there, had to, was the uh, sheriff. Okay. Uh, or, and his job was basically to train and be in charge of the defense of the other nine, should they come under attack. Oh, okay. I just thought that could be useful. Basically like a militia. Alright. Huh. Alright, so you, you guys have, have more... You haven't, like, mobilized a huge standing army, but you've made sure that the the uh, farmers and herders and tradespeople who live outside of the city's walls can defend themselves in event of... Some kind of a some kind of a war or an attack from the north. Yeah. Right. All right. Good. Uh, in that case, uh, we don't have to do anything mechanical for that because that's that's what we have right now. Um, that's kind of what I figured you guys were going for. Um, so, which one of you is taking the role of Fillion and which one Landris? Um, I guess we'll kind of reprise our roles from the last game where I'd be uh, Landris, you'd be Fillion Ray. Um, I have another thought that you may be interested in. If we switch them, it means that you have a character that is built to do more social things, and I have a character that's built to do combat. Okay. If you're interested in trying your hand at more of that... It's up to you, though. If you'd prefer to stick to your strengths, then that's fine, too. Right. That would be um, an interesting thought. Yeah, I think I will try that, then. We'll, we'll All right, cool. Okay. So um, I'll take so um, Landris, then. In that case... Uh, Fillion, where are you... Uh, when the scouts come back to Firefly with news of an invading army from the north. All right, I'm filling Okay. Yeah, you're um, filling Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I have to get into this headspace again. So I would, I mean, my first thought would be to warn everybody. Okay, but but where are you in the city? Are you um, are you in the the palace? Uh, are you at, at the university? Because we said that you had finished your studies. Maybe you're maybe you're teaching a class at this point. Are right. you out doing doing your um, your volunteer work among the city's uh, poor and infirm? Um, I'd say I'd be teaching a class. Okay. Um, so you are, um, demonstrating, um, you're, you're doing, you're doing a lesson, you're doing a lesson on rhetoric, um, and you are 
illustrating um, the the logical fallacies um, and how to how to avoid them in your writing and your thinking um, when someone uh, bursts into your into your classroom um, and announces that the the scouts uh, have have returned from the north um, and they say that uh, they bring dire news. Dire news. What do you mean? The the Northerners, the Arcanians, uh, they're they're marching southward. Marching southward. Hmm. All right. Keep the troops on standby. We should send out a team. We should send out like a forward team to see if they have any demands. Maybe it's possible to negotiate with them or get them to turn around. Right. Um, you'll you'll want to you'll want to speak with your mother, Fillion. Um, she and her advisors are are meeting right now. Okay, then. All right, I'll go over there and see what she has to say. Thank you. Um. You you find uh, you find your mother and her her closest advisors, uh, the the general of the standing army. Um, what's his or her name? I have a I have a list of names. Keep in mind. Let me uh, if you wanna if you wanna pick one. Okay. Um. I think it's on page. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, it's page seven. Okay. Might I make a suggestion for this? Go ahead. And feel free, either of you, to deny this. What if the matron of Firefly... It's a meeting with her advisors, but it's not to strategize. It's because she's dying. Oh, so she doesn't know. Well, no, she does know, but Fillion doesn't. Oh. oh. So he's coming to tell her this thing, and she's like, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to... Handle you're gonna this yourself. Be and that way it becomes even more important for Fillion. I don't know. I feel like it will raise the stakes... All right. Meaningful no, way, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, challenge accepted. And you know, she's an older woman. It makes sense to me. Right. Okay. But we need a name for this general, uh, yes. Eric. Uh, general Sean. Sean. Shashan. Uh, yeah. Shashan. Okay. Um, so you are you are uh, hastily led through the corridors of the palace. Um, you you start heading over toward the um, the the room where your mother convenes her her cabinet of advisors um, but uh, one of the one of the palace guards 
calls out to you and and tells you that uh, they are in uh, they are in her bedroom. Okay. And when you arrive, uh, they are all seated in chairs in a in a big semicircle um, around your mother's bed. Um, you've not seen her in several several days, um, but she she seems pale and. Um, Almost, almost weakened. She had, she had a fire in her, a presence uh, that seems, that seems to have gone. Um, and as you, as you enter, all of the um, members of her cabinet and her, her advisors, so to speak, uh, stand in uh, out of, out of respect to you. So, what do you do? I look around uh, at all the, you know, at everyone, and just standing, looking very solemn. And I ask, "What's going on, M mother? What's is, is something wrong? Have you been, have, you know?" I'm like panicked. I grab her hand, and I'm, you know, it's like are, she she gives your she gives your hand a squeeze. Um, she's she's cold, and her skin is clammy. Um, she she says, "I." The uh, the physicians the physicians tell me that I haven't got long, Fillion. It whatever whatever this was came upon me as suddenly as that army from the north. <sighs> son, you must lead Firefly now. You must be strong on behalf of the city. Yeah, just holding my words back, and you know, I just give her a very knowing look. And it's like, I, I, thank you, mom. I'm just, I'm just very sorry that all this happened to you so suddenly, and it, it's, I'm getting word that the the north is coming back. I. I'm just glad that I live to see you live to see you born and not under the yoke of some Arcanian dictator. And I'll ensure that Firefly stays that way. I'll be here to advise you as best I can. Um, General uh, Shashan steps forward and um, uh, man or woman General Shashan uh, let's say woman. Okay, so she steps forward, and she says, Fillion, the reports that I'm getting from from my scouts, well, they they aren't good. the The force that the Northerners have amassed is is far beyond our capability to deal with they've they're about a, a week's march away damn a week's march away and you're um 
And, and I mean, have your scouts told you anything? I mean, they are prepared. It seems that they are prepared for war, correct? Yes, they have two... I, I don't know, I don't really know the sizes of military units, so I'm just going to call them units. Right. They have, they have two units of, of infantry. They have uh, one mounted, but the, the scouts were unable to get a clear view of exactly what they're riding, and they say that they don't, they don't look like normal uh, riding animals. Hmm. Oh, God. Turtle cavalry. <gasps> <laughs> they would be, they would be uh, more than a week's march for, away if they waited for the turtle cavalry. If it was turtle cavalry, I'm afraid that uh, I'd have to defect. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Zoot could slay you bastard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't resist. Same. And they, they have another unit uh, that seems to be armed with siege weapons. Hmm. Hmm. Siege okay. weapons, damn. It's, I mean, this isn't looking... Okay, listen, we might be able to get ahead of them. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, have, have my troops learned anything? So, uh... What we have learned from the warriors of the true way, Eric, we might... Yes? Remember to look at your character's aspects to remind you what their first thoughts might be. Right. The, I'll, okay. you, I'll even give you a fate point. I'll, I'll compel your, uh, your trouble. Okay. All right, let me see. Uh, I probably forgot I'm playing Fillion. Um, Indeed. Right. Yeah. Okay, trouble. Which Fillion, Fillion would be willing to fight, but remember, it's, he always it's thinks his, of violence yeah. as his last course of action. Okay, well, it, it's the, there has to be some way we can at least slow them down or maybe distract them. Just something, you know, maybe try to negotiate with them so that they can just keep them long enough so that we can either evacuate or set up some kind of um, set up some kind of plan B all right um, I can uh, if if you if you have a, a a team of an ambassadors or negotiators um, yes. we would you would you like to be among them? Yes, I think a team I, of ambassadors I prepared earlier. Yeah. What? Oh no. Um. Sure. Well, that's, maybe, that's, yeah. That's your well, choice. Do you do you want to stay here and prepare the city? You know, make sure that everybody is uh, behind the walls in safety from the surrounding area, or are you going to put yourself on the line and go with the go with the uh, negotiation party? Well, I do have the aspect of... Uh, Fillion does have the aspect of Silver-Tongued Orator. So um, I think it might be best if I just give orders to help everyone evacuate and then go out there myself. Okay. All right. Um, so you are going to... Um, you know what? Give me a... 
Give me a a bold or clever roll, whichever you prefer. Uh, uh, okay, to, they're the same, so I'm just gonna roll. Okay, to to say write a proclamation, um, make your make your orders clear and succinct so that everybody knows what to do, and impress upon them how serious this is. These are the same, you know, conquering invaders who came here uh, 25 years ago, and they mean business. Is this? Are you going to evacuate the city? Um. Well, that I mean, that's another thing. Are you? I just yeah. I just wanted to clarify what you were. Yeah. Actually are doing. you are you um, pulling everybody into the city so they can be behind a wall, uh, and maybe maybe have some defense against if if the enemy lays siege to you, or are you evacuating and just like sending people south or or away? I mean, I th at I the can, present... I'll oh. let you go, sorry. No, well, I was going to say, um, I mean, the first step would be to... My first thought was that, okay, so if this team of ambassadors uh, doesn't work, so is, we're just going to kind of do this in layers. So the first layer would be everybody get behind the walls, prepare to defend yourselves, while the team of ambassadors go out. Then the second step would be, should that fail, then everybody, you know, start to evacuate. Okay, so you're going to wait and see how the ambassadors do before you go ahead and uh, call for an evacuation of the city. Might yes. I suggest a different approach so that if you do want to evacuate, your plan will... It, the evacuation will be easier? Go ahead. Don't pull them back behind the wall. Put everyone out the front of the city so that the approaching army can see them clearly. But not, like, ready to defend, but... In a sort of a show of community solidarity, like yeah, like here hey, we are. We you can't cut us down, uh, and we refuse to fight you. Uh, we will stand here in defense of our city. Uh, that would be more community focused. Yes, just and and then if it's like oh no, they're going to attack us anyways. Like well, we're already outside the walls, so it's easier to scatter to the wind. Right. Because you don't have to force everybody out of the city gates, because they're already outside. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes uh, that that's actually pretty good. Yeah. So we're just gonna kind of you know stand out in front of the wall and watch the um, watch the ambassadors do their thing on the horizon. Yeah. All right. Um, in that in that case. Um, Go ahead, go ahead and make me that same roll, bold or clever, whichever you prefer. Okay. Uh, do it at a target number of plus three, because in order to get people to, you know, passively, um, it, passive resistance is a really difficult thing to inspire people to do, um, especially, you know, when the when the enemy is marching on you arm, armed with swords and and siege weapons. You know, telling everybody, go go stand out there and, you know, show them that you're not going to fight because you believe Should in... we get a bonus because the community has a larger... in Our community has a high integrity and a high community? Um, you can... Let me see... Uh, where or do those things merely make this possible? I think that just makes this makes this possible. 
All right, that's mm-hmm. fine. I just wanted to. I just remind was reminded myself that we increased those two stats. So yeah, your your integrity. The the people of Firefly have a have a plus two integrity. Uh, so they they are willing to um, they are willing to stand together. Okay. Um, you know, well, you, I'm, you can get I'm at you zero can, overall. So yeah. yeah, yeah, roll, and you might get it. And you've and you've got three fate points for that character, I assume. Yeah, well, right. for now, if you're if you're taking the uh, taking the compel and looking for a nonviolent solution. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so I'm sending out the ambassadors. I'm going to use violence as a last resort. Um, I rolled already, and I I got a zero. So um, all right. So, so you're I, looking. You could spend a fate point to re-roll, or you could spend a fate point to get a. Is it a plus two or a plus three? I can never remember. It's a plus two. But you know what? I will. I will give you a. Uh, I will give you a plus one for your integrity score, um, so since that is that is working in your favor. Okay. So re-roll or plus two, whichever one you want. All right. But um, if, if it's plus two, you're just barely making it. Like they, you'll you'll meet yeah, the target I, number. Right. I'm gonna re-roll then. I'm gonna spend a fade point and re-roll. All right. Well. Okay, so now I'm at plus two overall. See? So you can invoke another aspect to get a bonus if you can think of another one that's relevant. Like oh, yeah, six. I got silver... Yep. Silver Tongue Door Raider. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're doing violence as a last resort, and... Okay. Um, so, so you you write that out as a proclamation. You know, we're 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 not going to fight these people. Um, they they invaded our city and burned our homes uh, and enslaved us. Uh, but we're going to we're going to show them that there is another way. Uh, we're going to offer them the olive branch and see what they see how they react. Right. Um, so you you set off with your team of ambassadors, uh, whoever they may be. Um, any last orders for uh, General Shashan? Um, uh, I I got nothing. Okay. Or, yeah, so I mean, just get them in front of the city, you know, tell them to remain steadfast, that we're going to extend the olive branch. She she asks you, um, she is she is very, very uh, resistant to this course of action, so you're getting, you're getting a very icy attitude from her. She says, and the, the civilians are to lay themselves bef- at the feet of this invading army. Uh, what of, what of my troops? What, uh, your troops are to protect them in the event that the um, the, the they launch a surprise attack that they try to start shit early. How am I to defend them? They're spread out throughout the countryside. Okay. Um, I, I I do not have the force. Billion. I I don't have the men and the women to to protect them. <sighs> Should we wait behind the walls? Should I station them elsewhere? <sighs> How far away did you say this army was? About two. About a week's march. Uh, so they're they're probably. Um, 
a few hundred miles north. Can you send me that map again, please? Just because I don't have it. Oh. Yeah. They, they would not be on it. No, 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 I know. I just want to look at where our lands are laid out. All right, hang on. I have to find it now. Uh, it's that. Uh, gods and Monsters. Okay. Map coming your way in chat. Thank you. All right, I'm going to take a look at that, see maybe like we can station them somewhere else. So, I think, I don't know if we ever put Firefly on this map. I don't think it is, but it's along a river, so... In, yeah, it's, it's somewhere... The, um, it's, it's in... Place. It's in, it's in C, the Hills of Serenity, uh, along E, which is the river. Yeah. So it's probably in that upper right quadrant there, somewhere. I reckon you could try and send your soldiers to the bloody bog to flank. Right, let me just open up that. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to see if there's any place to flank them from. Cuz okay. if we if we can draw them into the bloody bog, that's going to be shit for them. Yeah, that's right. Uh, let me just, da, 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 where the hell is the God of Monsters? Okay, I'm just going to go here and read a brief... What the bloody bog is? It's full of death and miasma. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, so, it's right. the, the swamp with the poison water, where Zunklib Slay and Yatvindreth invented... Uh, Mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. And, and fouled water. And fouled water. Okay. So it's not going to be peachy for our soldiers either, but they might they might have the advantage in that they are from this place. Right. So Yeah, that seems to be the uh, correct course of action here. So, all right. So Shishan, set up your troops in the bloody bog to possibly flank them and draw them in. I know it's not going to be pleasant for us either, but, I mean, it is a place of death and loathing, and hopefully they will be able to, um... Hopefully we might be able to, um... at least make it difficult for them. All right. Well, if, uh, if you can, if you can draw them... In somehow, my my troops and I will be ready for them. If not, we'll await your signal. And if they if they come for the city, um, we'll be ready. Right. Um. All right. So you take your delegation of um of ambassadors. How many people are you bringing, by the way? Just for um, I'd say like a fair group. Um. Not a big enough group to look intimidating, but um, let's say uh, about like ten people, maybe. Okay. I don't know what would be a good number to bring. Like, ten, I feel like ten sounds about right. Yeah, ten. Ten is a good number. I mean, you're approaching a force of probably tens of thousands. This is this is like big. Um, you know, biblical army-sized right army. Zun Quinslay will ride uh, as one of the ten, posing as a 
an officer of the treasury for Firefly. I'm decked out in abacuses and uh, and writing slat slates. All right, okay. uh, Zunquib Slay, you can you can make that um, subtlety roll. Oh man, I'm great at subtlety. It's my jam. Where's my character sheet? <laughs> And fill in if you want. You can roll wise to uh, to spot the the false person in your party. I got a plus two. Uh, I got a uh, I got a plus two as well. All right. Uh, so I will I will say this. You don't recognize the person who says that they are the officer of the treasury, but everyone and seems. An officer, and, of the an officer of the treasury. But everyone seems to accept it. The person has the proper c credentials and stuff. Um, Look at all those abacuses. Yeah, yes. that Look is true. This has a lot of abacus. If <laughs> please, Lord um, Fillion, if I was not from the treasury, why would I have so many abacai? <laughs> but but true. once again. Once again, Zunquib Slay, if you if you use your divine power, you're going to give yourself away. Like there's no there's no even you know uh, under the table god powers here. If yeah, you... no, I understand. My 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 original plan is to be here so that I can view things from the front line. But if Philian looks like he's gonna die, I may have to step in as a concerned parent. Right. Okay. Because presumably Kindudos is off there, like, making sure those soldiers don't die from yeah. the bog. <laughs> um, are, are you, in fact, getting involved, Kindudos? I'll, I'll, um, we'll, we'll step into the roles of your, of your godparents for just a second. Uh, what is Kindunos and the, uh, his force of true warriors, what are they doing, uh, to... Remember, you can use the true warriors aspect. Um, so you could say that they are around, but not give Ryan the specific, and then you yeah. can decide whether they're defending the people or they're joining up with the other army later. Like, even if they join right. in a pincer maneuver to squash the, the, the enemy's army between them. So use your army to drive the, the other army to the bog, where they get pushed up against the wall that is Firefly's troops. Right, but you can decide that later on because of their yeah. aspect. So I think I'm. Yeah, I'm. I, I have to invoke that aspect. Um, and I, I forget that's a stunned or part of your boon. I think that is. I think it's, it's a, a thing. It's a. It's yeah. a station thing. A station oh, stun. Yeah. His so once. I think it's once per session. His soldiers can appear exactly where they need to be. Right, and it's as if they had planned to be there all along. It's meant it's nice, non-linear nice. time stuff. Yeah. All right, so they they are around, and you can bring them in whenever you need them. Exactly. Because you are all about the cloak and dagger stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so so your your camp, uh, your your force rides north to meet the Arcanians uh, in the desert to the north of the hills. Um. Landris, where are you when all this is going on, and why do you care? 
Uh, I am with a simple uh, turtle herder uh, near the river up the way, down the way from Firefly when I see the city emptying and wonder what it is that my half-brother is doing. The, the turtle herder says, probably the Arcanians again. Sounds like it's like, oh, probably the Arcanians again. Something's up with the Arcanians. Yeah. Um, I will say that Landis uh, gently guides that herd slightly closer to the people of Firefly as they're lurking out beyond. And as the herd sort of meanders closer, the shepherd sees other herders heading towards the large group and thinks, oh, maybe I best follow them. I suppose um, so. I you you see a um, a, a city officer um, in the uh, fi in Firefly Standing Army uh, reading out Fillion's proclamation to these people, telling them you know what the plan is. They are going to be they are going to leave themselves completely defenseless. Uh, they are going to lay down, uh, lay down arms before their before their enemies and offer offer them the chance to make peace. Um, there is there is no way you you realize that um, the army the size of fireflies can protect all of these people and their herds. Landris is a man of the people, a man of the herder. He's not going to let them stand defenseless. And best yet, why would an army be afraid of a, her a, a herd of animals gathered around a group of defenseless citizens? Uh, the herders think... All the herders suddenly think this is a great plan. Suddenly. <laughs> They're all like, oh yeah, you know. I get it. It's like, it's like the herd. We're going to be like the herd. If there's... A huge amount of us, then the predator can only take like one or two of the flock at most. Right. <clears throat> Which makes the mistake of thinking of an army as a single predator. Right, when they are clearly a, a herd of their own. Yeah, uh, a herd of wolves. So okay. because because uh, Eric did so well on his on his role before, uh, they are they are all going along with this. Um, they they believe that they they trust in in Fillion. Uh, they they trust his his strategy. They believe that um, that that peace and and brotherhood and um, the the chance to uh, lay aside old grudges will will prevail over the Arcanians uh, which seems to be their their natural um, thirst for conquest um, thirsty yes they are very thirsty for conquest um, so I will I will put this out there you also uh, as part of the proclamation you hear that Fillion himself and uh, ten 
of his personally chosen delegates are going out to try to uh, negotiate with the Arcanian forces. Um, no! He's a madman! He'll die! They'll kill him! So, so what are you going to do with that? Are you going to go... I mean, like, we had sort of set it up that the two of them... Uh, had developed a closer understanding at the end of last session uh, with Philly and spending all that uh, that that season as a goat herd. Landris is for a moment torn between a need to protect his friend and brother, uh, but realizes with a heavy heart that. Fillion doesn't need him at the negotiation. He needs he needs him here protecting these people. All right. So that that sets up a really cool uh, a really cool pairing because we have uh, Landris and Kindunos who are staying behind to set up the defenses, and Zunquibslay and Fillion who are going ahead to negotiate with the uh, Arcanians. Each player hmm. has a soldier god, and yeah. each player has a social god, a diplomacy god. I, I feel, yeah, this actually worked out really well. I think it, that's actually a very genius move. Well, because if I'd controlled Fillion and Zunquipslay, then it right. would have been me and me talking to Ryan. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll let you. I'll leave it to you guys. I, we should probably do the negotiations first. I think uh, so. We'll see because, how that goes. Because, like, if the negotiations fail, then the other two scenes follow. Whereas, if we did the oh, we're going to do the talking to the soldiers stuff, then it's like, well, this is sort of anticlimactic. Oh well, they sort. No, it's cool, guys. They sorted out their differences. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, your, your cadre of diplomats rides north, uh, through the, through the desert, um, for days, it's a, it's a hard ride, too, um, <laughs> but eventually you, you catch sight of the army, um, and you are encountered by... Uh, a party of advanced scouts. Um, They've got like laser guns and glowing visors. Um, they're not quite that advanced. Uh, they, they do still, they do still have the um, the the bronze armor. Um, the the party of scouts that you encounter. Uh, they seem to be they seem to be riding uh, strange strangely formed creatures. Uh, they're the they're the size of of horses, uh, but they have they have features that are almost almost porcine uh, in a way. But they also they also have. Um, like leathery, leathery hides uh, mm. that are are wrapped around their sides, um, which seem to be 
part of their part of their bodies as well. Um, they are not creatures that you have ever seen before. I don't think hmm. they are creatures of this earth. Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of crocker pig horse. And uh, you see, um, before before the scouts can can quite uh, surround your party, um, you you can catch sight of the armies. Uh, they are they are marching in formation. Um, they appear to be they appear to be very very well disciplined. Um, they, as I said, it is it is a biblical army, like tens of thousands of troops. Um, you can you can tell, um, looking at the looking at the scouts, that they appear to be they appear to be fresh. You know, they're they're well rested and and uh, coming straight at Firefly. Um, so the these these croco pig things that the uh, the mounted soldiers are riding on uh, sort of surround you uh, porcodiles porcodiles um, they they surround you and uh, begin you know circling you in um, and one of them rides up uh, who has uh, commander's rank and and uh, says Who are you, and what business have you here? All right, and as so, I'm going to take over as Villian now. Yeah. Uh, so, what like what rank does Villian hold within Firefly? Is he something like a pre? You know, I mean, I don't like, think Villian has any official yeah, role until right. this day. I think he might be a teacher at the school, yeah, but that's not right, it. Right now, he's he's the ambassador. Um, okay. Oh, don't but, forget that you have that thing where the group that you're in makes you more powerful in the thing to do with that group. Right. So I. So yeah. Like if I'm group with, well, then what group would take that? Would I get it with the ambassador, or would I get it with the? Um... You're with the ambassador. You're right, not okay. with yeah, the soldiers. Right. Okay. Um, so your your diplomacy is is even stronger now. Yeah, you've got like a plus two because you've brought ambassadors with you. Okay, I think it's um, on your sheet. It's a stunt, I'm pretty sure. Or actually, it might be your boon. Uh, student of the community, depending on the community he's a part of, gets to relate it to the strongest attribute. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, oh, oh. all right, gets a plus two bonus whenever they wisely parlay with an enemy to find a compromise. Okay. Yeah. So I right would there. I would say that that probably stacks. So you get you get a bonus uh, to negotiate. Nice. You're gonna get like a plus four to be wise or clever when you're trying to work out what. I think it's gonna be. I think you're probably gonna be using wise. Yeah. Oh my God! Is this how you play all the time? <laughs> no, my wise is one. <laughs> It's just I feel like negotiating is probably wise uh, right. when you're trying to actually be amenable to both parties. Right. That's true. Anyway, so the guy asks you, you who you are said, and what you're doing. Who are you and what business have you here? 
Yeah, I am Fillion. I am from the village. I am a representative from the village of Firefly, and we are here to make our. We're here to see if we can possibly find some sort of compromise between our two peoples. There is. Uh, he he chuckles, and uh, he says. We've not brought all these all these men and women all this way just to compromise with you. And then um, the the soldiers riding around you in circles um, also begin to begin to laugh. Um, so you don't think that they're very they're they're too inclined to listen to you uh, unless you you have to like say something to get their attention that's going to. Uh, make them bring you to their their leader or their empress or their commander. Right. Huh. So, so they they are they are literally laughing at you. What do you do? Okay. Well, then I would say to that. Well, I mean. Well, you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be at our doorstep if you, there wasn't something you wanted, and maybe we could give it to you. Um, all right, so go ahead and roll me, make me make me wise or clever to okay. whichever one you prefer to right. uh, make that offer. Okay, make it a wise. All right, let me just get bring up. Uh, Feeling in the sheet. Okay, is why is that a plus three? Nice. All right. Um, and you get a you get a plus two from your from your stunt, and then um, I forget how is the boon worded. Uh, the boon is worded. Yeah. So let me see here. Uh, nope, wrong one. All right. Uh, da -da -da -da. Okay. Yeah. You get a plus one bonus related to their strongest attribute. So since you're among diplomats, whenever you're doing the diplomat thing, you get a plus one. So that'll stack with your plus two, so you get plus three to whatever you roll. I rolled a uh, plus, so I rolled a uh, plus, I rolled a plus three, and my wise is a plus three, so that's plus six. So you're six. at plus nine by the end of it? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to go amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're gonna own fucking Arcadia. <laughs> Not that we really want to. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. Look, how about um, this? You guys get Firefly, but we get the entirety of your country, and you're not allowed to leave the, the city of Firefly ever again. That seems ooh. fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, this optimism is gonna go shit south uh, toward the end of this. So, uh, let's, let yeah, just let's... let's, let's so willing to hear us out. So let's move onward. It's plus nine. So yeah. So so uh, he he says he says to you. Well, much as much as the empress is uh, very much drawn to the bloodshed, I'm sure she would be amenable to equitable terms of surrender. Shall we say? Mm. 
Come with us. Okay. So I'll follow him. Um, as you, as as your party heads towards uh, the the army as it marches on, um, the the riders uh, flank you on either side. Um, you're you're definitely boxed in. Um, I'm not worried. Hmm. Uh, so, so just to uh, just to speed things along, uh, the the commander rides ahead, um, and you can see because there's really not too many uh, there's really not too many uh, dunes or hills or or features. It's more of a flat area. Uh, right. You see him uh, confer with a few of the uh, of the commanders who are riding at the head of the army. Um, they they call for a halt, and there's this really vast sound that's almost like almost like a, a thunderclap uh, as the entire column of soldiers the uh, halts in unison, um, and they begin to they begin to make a camp. Um, so as you as you approach, uh, there are there are soldiers. Uh, setting up a tent um, that you were all ushered into, and they keep you waiting for several hours uh, before the commander appears. She is wearing a, a very ornate crown. Uh, the the breastplate bears the insignia of Maquada, their goddess. Um, and she is armed with a sword, um, but it, it is a, a heavier sword than the uh, than the infantry carries. It's it's a it's a two-handed affair. Um, it's it's, a, it's it looks big and impressive. Um, so perhaps she's compensating for something, Lord Fillion. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I, I say to my abacus bestowed associate, calm down. <laughs> um, um, they have they have set her they have set her. Um, it's not quite a throne, but it is the most prominent seat in the room. Um, at the uh, at the head of a table, uh, and she she takes her place. And she looks at you, and she just sort of shrugs as if to say, why have you, you know, why have you uh, made me stop my, my invasion? What, do you, what could you possibly have to say after being, you know, faced with all of these soldiers? So what do you say? Well, I say certainly there is, there is a certain... You wouldn't be attacking Firefly if there wasn't something you wanted. We're here to see if we can... Uh, what we can provide. Maybe work out some sort of equitable terms of trade or whatever. All right. <clears throat> Here's my answer to that. You surrender your city. All of its citizens uh, become our slaves. Your 
possessions become our possessions. Your soldiers agree to fight in our army as we continue our conquest to the south. And no one need die in a pointless war. Okay. Um... So this is this is where the negotiations begin. All right. And she okay, begins so there. So so she she pretty much told you that the only thing that she's going to accept is like an unconditional surrender. And if she gets unconditional surrender, she's not going to she's not going to um you know, slaughter anybody or make an example of anybody. It, it'll be it'll be a peaceful transference of power from you know your regime to hers. Except that her regime is terrible. Except that her regime is terrible. Yeah. And that, so that, there's that whole everybody becomes our slave thing. Yeah. So I mean, that's just not a I'm, good one. I'm gonna do this in character. I lean towards Fillion and say. My lord, I know I am only a treasurer, but I am quite versed in negotiation. Might I suggest your tactic be to find out why they need our soldiers and why they need our slaves rather than simply tell them no? Okay. If you can find that out, you may find a, a path to an equitable solution. Yeah, and I'm saying this out of character that, yeah, hey, maybe that'll, um, yeah, and I'm saying out of character, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find out if there's some kind of, I'm just trying to get the reason behind it so that I can just kind of drill into it. Okay. Yeah, um, just, it, it occurred to me that I can do, the, the normal suggestions that I try to give you, I realize I can actually do them in character. In this right. Scene. So, yeah. I will do that. She, I, I would say, I would say make that as a subtle role. Uh, she's going to roll clever to see if she can spot that you're fishing for information and not actually, you know, making a counterproposal. Okay. All right, so she is at plus two. All right, and uh, I roll or Ray rolls? Uh, you would roll because you're the one. I mean, he can, he can give you a bonus because he's, okay. he's there, but he has to help in some way. Right, so I'm just going to roll you, some of that. You already have, I would say, in this case... Hmm. The way I'm going to help you is I um, unpack from my bag a traditional uh, wine from our lands. Not made in Firefly, but made uh, in the... Fuck, what are those arid lands called? Oh, um, those are those are actually your lands. The uh, no, mine are the dunes. I'm thinking of the other one. Oh, um, the somber scrubland. Yes. So in the somber scrubland, uh, there's a wild growing fruit that they make a uh, a wine from, uh, and it is considered uh, to be quite good at lubricating uh, negotiations and is often served in trade meetings. Uh, okay. In the, in the fire for... Fire, firefly treasury. 
Uh, so I, I'm, I'm pouring that out. Um, so that will give you, uh, Eric, a plus one. Uh, that's that's Raymond's assisting you in this in this role. So the number to beat is plus two. You already get plus three uh, and and actually plus four. So unless you roll more than two minuses, you got this one. All right. So uh, I rolled. So I. So okay, so this, so now I'm going to re-roll because like I rolled before and I got two minuses, so I, I have that. Yeah, I have the bad if habit. You, if you don't want to, if you don't want to spend the fate point, um, I I will let you take a um, I will let you take a minor consequence in order to succeed at the roll uh, without having to re-roll. All right. Uh, I am going to re-roll. Okay. So you spend the fate point then. Yeah, because I want to start this as non-violently as possible. Okay. So now I'm overall at a minus one. My subtle's at zero. And you get and you get plus four. Yeah. So you're at plus three. So what? She she starts drinking the wine, um, and she obviously feels like. You know, she she's brought the superior force. You're just a you know a paltry band of negotiators, and she literally has thousands upon thousands of troops. Um, so she feels like she's got the upper hand here. So she's not expecting you to you know fish for information or or um, pull any any kind of like she she really just expects you to to plead and that's it. Uh, so, so, now, you, so now you've got her off guard. You can ask her the questions right, that you want right. to ask. Well, I mean, okay, so now I'm talking to her. I'm back in kayfabe. Uh, so, now, so now I'm talking to her, and, well, I mean, your army is just so vast and so wide. Why do you need our, soldier, why do you need our soldiers as your soldiers? We are, our, our civilization is built on conquest. It is what our mother goddess demands, and it has brought us nothing but wealth and prosperity in the past. We have had our setbacks, certainly, but since I assumed control from my, from my father, who let the empire go to pieces. I found that as long as you don't slaughter too many people and burn too many homes, most are willing to accept our rule. Hmm. In the yeah. long run, in the long run it brings po- prosperity for everyone. And she gives you a, a smile. I am going to hand Philian, uh, a, a scroll from the office of the treasury uh, with reports on uh, the uh, rioting and revolution that occurred some years ago within uh, the northern uh, kingdom. Uh, and the reason that the Treasury took an interest in this was there was a s- supposed 
suggestions of alternate modes of um, performing economics, such as a means of distributing wealth amongst all people uh, to raise uh, all ships, so to speak, right. uh, and things like that. Okay. Basically, um, I'm giving you information on the shit we did in that run, so yeah. now you know that there are people that are unhappy in the northern tribes with this, despite her trying to cover that up. Right. Um, so then I say, what type of setbacks? I heard, so what I have heard of the riots going on? Um, I, if I remember correctly, the, um, the last scene took place in like a refugee camp. Uh, right. Because there were, there were people who were literally abandoning Arcanium. Hmm. And that was only a few years ago. Okay. So, yeah, so then Fillion would have known about it at least. Um, okay, so then I said, well, what kind of setbacks? You mean like the riots of um, the riot that occurred a few years ago? That is one of the setbacks, I mean, yes. Her her expression noticeably sours, and uh, and she says, "But not to worry, we have employed strict new rules and guidelines to ensure that the lower classes and the slave states are fairly treated." Okay. Um. Let me see, so I'm just trying to see how else can I swing swing this a little bit. Um right. So treat it fairly. Um Well how can we ensure the same thing for our people? Um what are you, what are you hoping to do? because uh, her answer is going to be you can surrender to us unconditionally and we will uh, we will implement the same system, ensure that all of your citizens get a fair a fair stake of the empire's bounty. Right. Okay. So I guess I should ask her more about the systems because that sounds like a vaguely evil thing. Well, her the 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 line that she's trying to sell you on is that her government now you know does its duty by its people, whereas before it was run by a bunch of elites uh, whose only aim uh, was to uh, make themselves richer and more prosperous. Now they do it for now they do it for the empire, um, and the, there's there's infrastructure in place to make sure that everybody gets the food that they deserve and, and everybody gets paid fairly for the work that they do and you can you know your your city can be a part of that as well as long as you surrender to us okay and I mean obviously the answer is no but uh, um yeah right uh, I'm just trying to like work my way around this here um well if because then, like, I could say, oh, well, we could just totally steal that for ourselves. Thank you. Um, 
Well, I mean, surely you can't do all of that alone. I mean, you could do that. Uh, no, I don't want. The thing is, I'm trying not to come off as weak. I'm trying to come off as like, well, like you don't know what you're doing. We know what we're doing. So, hmm. I think you don't need to worry about trying to change her, uh, the Empress's mind, because we're yeah. not going to get her to surrender to us. You need to be trying to pull out as much information as you can about why they feel they need to come and do this stuff. Because right. the, the yeah. way we're going to keep getting like distracted from the way we're uh, going to stop this is by talking to her army, not by talking to her. So at the right. moment, just focus on getting information out of her. Okay, well... Well, I mean, should we surrender, what kind of lives would our troops expect? How do you run things differently than we would? Or, you know, like, what makes your army so special? That's, you know, what, what kind of techniques do you use? Basically, the thing is, I'm trying to say, like, what can we expect, you know? As... As Empress, I can assure you uh, that we would ensure that your people could, in time, uh, free themselves from bondage, uh, provided that they pay due tribute to Arcanium. Uh, if you surrender amicably, perhaps uh, one of our one of our newest strategies has been to allow people to rule themselves as much as possible. Perhaps perhaps you or someone of your suggestion could be appointed a regional governor and provided that you swear allegiance to me and and to the Arcanian gods, you well, could ensure then that your people were fairly treated. Well, when you say... Um free from bondage, is that something that uh, your army goes through as well? If they are soldiers from, from city-states that we have absorbed, then yes, they are conscripted, but they, they are eventually allowed, if they, if they serve long enough and loyally enough, they can buy their freedom and go home to their families to whatever life they choose I mean the thing, well I mean like okay so basically what I'm trying to get at is I'm trying to make it present it that so that um like you know like the soldiers lives sound absolutely like hey wait a second why are we putting up with this Are you addressing her, or you are you addressing the soldiers? Because right now it's just you and the other delegates, and uh, and her, and maybe a few of her senior staff. Right. Things are, um, things are very informal at this point because, like, you're not negotiating a treaty or anything. You're just having a meeting of, like, they're they're ready to go to war with you, but if they don't have to, then you know. Right. gladly accept your surrender and and you guys are trying to plead your case and see if there's anything that you can do which seems to be yeah surrender but we are not going to do that yeah. tell so me the, 
Divine Empress, what is the state of uh, artistry in your uh, homeland? Uh, we yes, have fine. found we have found in Firefly that uh, by bolstering uh, the artisanal crafts, uh, we are able uh, to increase the revenue uh, uh, gathered by our treasury. We have also found that encouraging directed expression uh, allows people to adhere more closely to our cultural identity. So people do have a choice in their professions. It's not all slavery or soldiery. Of course not. We employ people where they can best serve the state. Okay, um, and of your trade, I mean, what is what sort of trade routes are local to Arcania? Um, she rattles off a list of a few of the um, a few of the kingdoms that they they trade with uh, that are as yet um, not a part of their of their city. Um, and she says, and and for for those for those states that uh, fall under our banner, um, we we do have a very precise um, set of um, tariffs and taxation laws in place uh, to ensure that. Uh, trade is conducted fairly, and the national treasury gets its gets its cut. And is it a flat tax, a marginal tax? Uh, that I don't know. Um, is that information actually useful to us? As yeah, players? that's true. <laughs> uh, well, uh, this is this is going on like over the course of an evening's conversation, yeah. right? Um, so, so. You guys get the impression that uh, they are pretty much naked imperialists by divine mandate. Uh, their goddess demands that they go out and conquer other lands. Uh, Zunquib Slay, you understand why this is. It's because she's being controlled by this thing that wants to reabsorb all of the deities back into itself. Um, and she can only do that by spreading her power and influence uh, as far as it'll go, um, but the but that God hasn't created any sort of other underpinning means for this. They just do it as part of their faith. It's not like Germany's gonna wipe out all the Jews because we actually do need more farmland. So if we kill everyone in Poland, we get more farmland. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. From what she's saying. Uh, they've they've hit upon the um, the the Roman way of doing things, which is once you're conquered and Romanized, then you get the Roman infrastructure. You know, you get you get roads and trade routes, and as long as you you know pledge your allegiance to uh, Arcanium, you get to uh, 
uh, have all the benefits of their infrastructure uh, and their their army and stuff. So if you're if you're willing to surrender, it's a win-win. But that means giving up your autonomy and possibly consigning um, a significant chunk of your population to slavery. And yeah. also giving up that cultural identity as, as citizens of Firefly that you guys worked so hard to establish. Right. So, I mean, the thing, yeah. So, basically, we're trying to avoid surrender as much as possible. So, surrender is they're bad. All, that is, they're, yeah. they're all about uniformity. That's how you're going to break them. That's right. Your, that's, that's what you need to focus on, uh, Eric, when you're talking as Philian. Um, okay. At some point in the future of this session, you are going to be talking to that entire army, and the way you, the way you get them to side with us is by reminding them of their people's culture. Okay. Right, because all of these, wh whoever they were, they're not anymore. The they, shit that broke Rome will break this empire. Okay. They've got, an army, they've got an army made, made up of auxiliaries from different countries. Like, that's, that's how you get them. Yeah, so basically, like, my entire point as filling this mission is like, hey, our shit's different. You know, like, um, not that, yeah, like outside influence. Like, um, God, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a movie reference here, but we should get back to the game. Yeah. So um, yeah. Um. So do you want to do you want to see if you can fish any more information out of her, or do you want to, like, actually, you know, she she says to you flat out at the, at the end, uh, as as things are starting to wind down. Um. So then, what will it be, Fillion? Are you going to surrender your city to me, or do I have to come and take it from you? Ask her if we can speak to her troops. Yes. Um, individually ask them about their experiences. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that, again, should we surrender, I just want to make sure that your life is the best life for my people. I mean, obviously, I would like to speak to some of your... Uh, constituents directly get an idea of what is to be expected with life under Arcanian rule. Um, she looks hesitant at that, and and uh, she she says, um, "I feel my offer has been very, very generous. I've wasted all afternoon talking to you, drinking this wine." when we could be a day closer to Firefly. So she she is annoyed. So go ahead and, and make me a um, a wise role or even even subtle at this point. Uh, get, I'm right, go, you have your you have your wise bonus, so go with that. Yeah. Alright, I'm a roll wise. And she is going to Remember you have a plus four. Yeah, yeah, plus okay. four. Yeah, sorry, uh, plus when, three, because I'm not helping you. Right. Um, and she's at plus one to resist you. So. So I plus three. Yeah. So I'm at plus two overall. Plus two. All right. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So so she she reluctantly says, "Fine. You have until you have until sunup to make your decision." 
and then she stands and just walks out. Talk. She she says, "Talk to who, whomever you wish." Okay. For oh. narrative convenience, uh, sir, might I suggest we divide and conquer? You talk to some of the soldiers over here, and and we and we all go, disperse amongst their camp and talk to as many, just just to try and get a sense of their former lives and how they compare to their current lives. Yes, uh, that is. I, I don't. I don't think we should actually do that individually. I think that Ryan right. should just paint us a picture. And yeah, I right. think that our goal here again is still just finding just, out. Because if we yeah. find out facts about their previous lives, then we can sprout them back to them in a speech. Yeah, basically, you know, sow dissent. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. So we're not sowing dissent now. Right. We, I mean, but we, we're getting we're laying the groundwork in which to sow dissent. Yeah, so by finding out about their previous lives, when we do make that final speech where we're like, these people want to take away your culture, we will be able to actually reference their previous cultures, you know. Sendarians, right. do you not remember the beautiful songs of your trees and how they have been taken from you as your wood is chopped to burn furnaces? Yeah. Like okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, so... uh. I, I say thank you to my abacist uh, advisor, and I, you know, I talk to some of the soldiers, get a feel for where they're from, and compare it to how they've been now and what kind. And so, give us some some cultures, Ryan. Yeah, just just. just or, or will we just have a pool of cultures and we'll just pull them out and just say shit like I just. <laughs> I'll I'll I have a bunch of magic cards I've yet to sort. I'll just make some shit up from that. Do you not remember the Doom Blade? <laughs> <laughs> yes, clearly us we are we should be allies, as Zendikar was once allied to fight the Eldrazi menace. Um you you do get you get do get the Sendarians. Um uh, they are they are people uh, of of from from even further north than Arcanium. Um, they they their city state was built in a great pine forest. Um, the as as uh, Raymond said, their uh, their trees have been have been. Uh, their forests have been have been logged, despoiled, despoiled by the by the Arcanians, um, because they they don't care, uh, they they don't care much. Uh, they they demand tribute, and um, the the peoples the uh, the peoples of Sendar uh, must chop down the trees with their own hands uh, in order to. Sate the the city of Arcanium's uh, hunger for for fresh lumber. Um, the Ulthorians uh, are uh, uh, not even a single people, um, but they consider themselves one in the face of um, of the Arcanians, and they are they are treated as such. Uh, they are they were they were a loose confederation of tribes. Uh, from the sea coast, um, well known as as uh, fishers and um, and builders of builders of boats, 
I'm making um, notes for Eric while Ryan talks, by the way, if you can hear me typing. And I am scribbling notes. And they were, they were conscripted to, to build up the Arcanian Navy. Okay, build up the Navy. Right, while that goes with the boat thing. Um, also, their their seas are now being fished fished clean um, because uh, Arcanium promises to feed its conquered peoples, and and some of that food is needed elsewhere. So you know, once again, they're just taking from the land uh, to to feed its vast territories. Um, that's that's what I got. Eric, do you have any of those magic cards? We can probably do uh, one or two yeah, more. Yeah, I got some. I'm going to bring out the fat pack back here. Um, see, the thing is, is that this latest set took place on only one plane, so I'm going to kind of... Uh, oh, no, actually, hold on. So basically, the point of this new block Zendikar is that it is... This Don't explain it. People can look it up if they want to. Right, So, but I'm just giving the abridged version. It's All that... Right. It sounds more like the Sindarians, though, where it's, you know, this environment that was very lush and filled with mana, and then these, you know, Cthulhu-like creatures called Eldrazi just came along and just started shitting everything up, because that's what they do and consume, and that's pretty much what, like, the impression I'm getting from um, this here, but, um, you know, from what the Arcadians do to... Uh, so, so uh, what was the card called? I mean, there's no specific card, but I'm just trying oh, to look just at the. Set. Yeah. Right, so while Eric decides what culture he's going to make up out of magic cards, I've got one. Okay. Okay. The Pasden. Pasden uh, were a uh, uh, have been subjugated by the Akanians for so long that most of their history is lost to them, and the only thing that they were allowed to keep. Uh, was a song from their deep past that talks about uh, that, that talks about being a nomad and traveling with your family uh, freely across uh, open lands, uh, and they came into conflict uh, with the Acadians just uh, by virtue of they wandered into a desert, didn't realize that it belonged to someone because they don't understand how land could belong to someone uh, and then they were subjugated as the first Akkadian slaves uh, and so that is their past they are first of the subjugated peoples and I will write an abbreviation when you when you talk to them, um, they have been they have been under in bondage for so long that um, they almost consider themselves to be Arcanians, but they are still considered a separate people by um, those who were originally um, part of the the conquering force, the city state. Yeah, and even though they've been subjugated by them for like thousands of years or whatever, they're still not really considered Acadians. So like, would joining the Acadians even bring what the Acadians promise, you know? 
when you're done being in the military, you'll be considered one of them. But you won't because you're not. Yeah. Well, that's that's the that's the thing. They've uh, they've served their time as slaves, and now they are technically full citizens, but they're they're still second class citizens. Right. Um, and I think we could do one more. So, what do you got for me, Eric? All right. Um, so this is loosely based off the core. Uh, they, they, their culture is called the. Um, oh God! What was that? I'm trying to. I lost my place here. No. Um, the Rathi, and Rathi. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Um, and what they are is that normally they are a lot like the Native Americans. They are a. Uh, they are a group of nomadic people. Uh, constantly moving from place to place, carrying the bare essentials, and they have a very deep, deep reverence for the lands they travel. However, um, and they usually try to, you know, it, like Burning Man, try to make sure that there's no existence that you were there. Okay. Um, however... Late yeah, no trace. Trace. Yes, however, um, you know, ever since they were recruited into the Arcadian forces. They've been made to work alongside, you know, the Arcadians and ultimately destroy the land using it, you know, harvesting their resources, use paving the roads, um, you know, just ruining the land for roads. Whereas, I mean, they kind of, you know, have a bit more of a mind of sustainability, whereas the Arcadian do not. Like okay. they kind of, yeah. Sustainability, that's the word I'm looking for, yes. Yes. I do not have an abbreviate a a summarize a summary for that one. I think Eric will be able to remember it. Yeah. Alright, I, I jotted down a few a few notes myself, so okay. um, yeah, mine are in the chat if you need to go over them. I will copy those in as well. Um. Cool. So that's what we get from a night of wandering their camp. We move and back up towards sunset. In yeah, in the in the morning, um, you you have not slept because you have been interviewing soldiers uh, pretty much all night. Um, the the Empress Kara. Uh, comes to you and, and says, well, what is your decision? Are you going to surrender? Eric, you should yes. lie. Tell oh. her you'll do a formal surrender out the front of Firefly. Okay, all right. Because then all of her army will be there. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that ultimately Firefly has a very distinct culture. Uh, you know, as a you know man, uh, as a young man, I've watched it change and grow over the years. And you know, as a foreign entity, you know, I feel like it would be the proper thing to do a proper surrender in front of the city of Firefly so that our cultures can better acquaint ourselves with each other. Okay. 
So you are not going to surrender until I march my army up to the gates of your city, is what you're saying. Well, no, I'm not saying that you're going to take it by force. I'm saying that we should have a meeting in front of the city so that, you know, we can, again, do this in front of our respective peoples. A formal passing of the deed, so to speak, uh, if you're familiar with housing law. All right, uh, so go ahead and... Um, Roll your uh, wise negotiation. Um, okay. you, you don't get, unless, unless um, Zunquib Slay does something else, you don't get the bonus from the wine anymore because that has, that has passed. Right. All right so I'm gonna the only him. thing I can think to do is, like, um, you could exchange... No, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I am considered very important to the running of our city. Perhaps... Look how I many abacus I he has. Perhaps I could stay with you as a promise uh, that your time will not be wasted by marching to our city. Oh, I was going to insist that some of you remain here anyway. Um, that will that will give you a plus one. But yes, you will be technically their prisoner, and yep. therefore unable to escape bombs or prison. That's right, Eric. <laughs> I yep. am their prisoner. Okay. So that'll give you a plus one, uh, Fillion. All right. So uh, so uh, yeah, I am at. Uh, so for my role, I'm at plus four, and plus diplomatics. Would that count as like my diplomatic solution stunt? Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm at plus six. And did or you when everything's done and rolled? Yeah. So I mean, I have a plus. Yeah, no, plus... I was just checking. So he got a plus six on his roll. Yeah. And she did considerably shittier. I'm gonna spend one of her fate points to re-roll that. I really hope she does worse. She did even fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps um, I am a god of fate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, so you succeeded with with spin twice over. Uh, you got sh six shifts on her. Um, so yeah, she she doesn't. Even even if you even if you go back and you try to pull some kind of stunt, she's got you outnumbered and outmatched. She is just cocky as hell, um, so she doesn't really care. She, yeah, if you wanna, she if actually you wanna, says aloud, "What could possibly go wrong?" Fillion <laughs> doesn't know that Zunquibslay is in prison, does he? Uh, no. As should I risk it? No, I'm reckless. Uh, as uh, they ride off back to the city, it rains. It begins to rain, and I'm hoping that Fillion understands what that means. Um, Do I need to make... I mean, it's, I, mean I know. You know what? Um, let's, let's leave it up to the dice. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, I would call that uh, subtle... Mm -hmm. Zunquib Slay, uh, and Fillion, you roll your um, wise to see if you can 
take the you know put put okay. together the symbology, and I'm gonna have her roll on behalf of the Arcanians to see if they feel Sense like the something. omen. I yeah. got a plus three in total. I got a plus three as well. Okay, so yeah, you you um, what do you want him to realize, uh, Zen Quibslay? Do you want him to? Are you cluing him in that you are among his his uh, the the people he left behind? Or are you trying to just impress upon him that you're on his side? The point of it is for him to know. Uh, that the person he just left behind was uh, Zun Quibslay. And everyone knows the story of Zun Quibslay and how after the war with the gods, he made... Uh, the gods laid down those laws that he would never be able to break bonds again. Uh, for that was too much power for one being to have. All right. Um... I will say this, um, Raymond. Uh, unless you spend a fate point, they, uh, the the Arcanians are also maybe familiar with this story, uh, considering that their goddess uh, faced the gods of the south before. Maybe they they did some research. Um, I'll spend a fate point. I've still got two. So what are you invoking to to make this subtle enough that uh, that Fillion can catch it, but, you know, not so... Tearful songs uh, of sorrow. Uh, it is uh, it is particularly pertinent to Fillion because he has been instructed in the ways of the gods. If it wasn't for the fact that he was an everyman, he'd basically be a high priest. He knows how to read omens. All right. So, Fillion, um, as as your party uh, rides away, the uh, uh, massive thunderhead gathers over the over the desert, uh, which moments earlier was just clear, unbroken sky, um, and and it begins to rain. Um, and you look up puzzled, and you you kind of glance back over your shoulder at the at the army. Um, and you see um, the the treasury officer who was uh, pouring out the wine last night has uh, in in the rain you, and you make out very clearly that he is he is crying there there are tear marks down his face and you understand that this is one of your gods who has who has just placed himself in bondage that he that you know he cannot escape I I I look back at I, I look back at him and give him a very cheerful sorrow for you know I, I just give him a slight nod which to the Arcanians is look like you're gonna be okay mr. Um, whatchamacallit you know the abacus but um treasury guy yeah, treasury guy, but um, you know, but like I kind of hurry back because I know that we have to come up with a plan, or we have to do something to uh, you know, like, or I no, I acknowledge the fact that he's making a great sacrifice for the city of Firefly, and I will not let it go in vain. So you know that you have a you have a divine being on the inside, but there's nothing he can do. 
to free himself if this all goes wrong. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't help other people um, deal with the Arcanians. I just can't help the, myself escape. So I can be like... I can help with the like speech thing, like by s sowing dissent amongst the crew. But it can't be. Uh, it can't be with the goal of freeing myself. Either way, if the army disperses but no one unties me, then I sit there where they last left me. Right. Like, Until someone I, comes I'm, to free you. Considering my intentions at level two, I'm pretty sure that they could say, "You are our prisoner now. Stay right here," and I wouldn't be able to move even if they didn't bind me. Yeah. I think so. Um, all right, so Fillion and uh, I will say five of the um, the emissaries ride back toward Firefly. Um, I need to step away for a moment just to use the the restroom. Um, give you guys Eric something. And, to think Eric, about. Eric and I will plan. As, our next as can as can Dunos and uh, and uh, Landris. You should figure out like where you're putting the armies, what you're doing to make this position defensible, that kind of thing. I don't yeah. think we're going to have enough time to do the final battle tonight in this session, but that will be next week, I think. There we go. I knew it. I yeah. knew it would yeah. take This, this <laughs> became right. the penultimate episode of right. Slayers right. of Decadence. All right, I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm thinking, let's just assume that Landris and Kandunos know what just happened for ease of right. planning. Um, I think that anything that Fillion says at the final showdown to break up the army, it's not going to break up the entire army. Right. It's basically just going to give us a fourth army to deal with, because we've got an army of goats, effectively. Right. Uh, Kandunos' army, the army of Firefly, and then we might have an army of defectors. Yeah. So, I mean, between that, we could, you know, very well even it up. The thing is, I am very well expect, you know, uh, dealing with gods in the future. Yeah. So... Uh, the best thing would be to kind of put them in a, or, I mean, change the landscape, or at least use the landscape that we have to give us the most advantageous position for when it does come to blows. You know, we could use the gods, because we're on our own land. Yeah. What are the other gods going to do to us? We could use the god of mining, Malachite. We could have him help us dig, subside the area where we think the other, where the army's going to be. And we, right. could put, we could put a crack team underneath there to, like, collapse the center of the soldiers in on themselves. So, yeah. so maybe, you know, was maybe if we use Kandunos' powers to, like, see where their siege weaponries that are going to end up or where their cavalry's going to end up, and then we say that's where we're going to have the subsidence because, like, the the cavalry and the siege weaponry are going to be really hard to fight. Right. Because the cavalry yeah, they, are going to be super maneuverable. Maneuverable. 
Right. And I mean, the siege, you know, again, I think uh, Ryan said that we don't recognize this, so how can we fight it? That kind of thing. Mm. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's sort of like maybe just dig one big old ditch and then uh, get them falling into that. Not even a ditch. You, di you dig underground, like World War Two style, where they would mine under a, a like a bunker and then right. like blow it up i mean they also yeah. did it in in um, medieval times to make walls collapse they'd figure out which of the walls was the weakest dig a mine underneath it and then just weaken the supports until it collapsed right so we uh -huh. do that basically is what i'm saying we make a pitfall without them knowing that it's a pitfall because we never we don't dig from the top down we dig up from underneath okay all right guys i'm back so um the uh proclamation has been read um the the people in the surrounding area around firefly are to uh remain in their homes um and with their with their herds and with their crops and with their families, uh, and they are to offer um, no resistance to the conquerors. They they are to um, offer them peace and welcoming, I guess, um, or or passive resistance. You know, they're they're not supposed to fight. They're not going to take up arms. Um, but well, we are going to, you know, like insult their outfit and stuff. Oh, that looks great! You know, like I think so. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't think someone of your body type would pull that off, but you're doing good. <laughs> they're going to be off. they're going to be snarky and passive aggressive to the armies of Arcania. No, we're gonna we're gonna use negging techniques. You're right. <laughs> you're re you guys look really strong, you know, for someone that tall. Right, or, um... I'm surprised yeah. somebody like you was allowed to get so highly ranked in the military. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that somewhere, you know, that's a face that only a mother could love. Um, <laughs> or just be like, hey, enjoy our, like, food and resources and stuff. You know, the ones that you're about to take over. You know, you're going to have it anyway. Ha, ha, ha. So... And, Eric uh, and I came ahead, up with ahead. a little bit of a plan. All right. Yes. To use Kindunos' uh, knowledge of military formations to figure out where one of their detachments is going to end up, and then use the god of mining and some miners to dig a tunnel from inside Firefly out to where that that unit is going to end up and make the ground there really weak and unstable so that if it does break out into fighting we can collapse that spot uh, okay. and like all their siege engines fall into a pit or all their cavalry is now impaled on underground spikes yeah alright uh, so either of you guys uh, can make me either Clever or bold? I'll let you decide. Okay, well, I'm going to go switch over to Kindunos, and I'm going to say bold. 
Okay. Because this is this is a bold strategy. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Um, plus three. Plus three. Okay, so yeah, you get uh, you based on the terrain and the size of their army, uh, you think you know uh, where they're gonna march uh, you know, the 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 angle of approach that they would have to take in order to surround the city. Um, so you can you can set a booby trap there if you so choose. So Eric, which unit do you want to get rid of? Their siege engines or their cavalry? Because I don't think we need to worry about their infantry infantry as much. Right. Um, I'd say the cav. Mm. So the siege engines aren't going to be useful against troops. Right, and that's pretty do... much like, and I'm just operating that that's all we have at yeah. the present moment. So okay. I'd say the cavalry are going to be our best bet to get rid of first. Right. All right. Um, so in that case, are you, um, but you would have to, you would have to roll that with the, um, unless you're, unless you're doing it yourself as Kandunos or as Landris, uh, you would have to roll with the warfare of your, um, true warriors. Do we get a bonus from, uh, getting Malachite to help us? Uh, he can he can give you a hand there. That'll give you plus one. All right. So right. what's the warfare of of the true warriors? I, I'm going there right now. That's the hidden one. Hang on. I'm in the wrong document. Uh, isn't that always the way? Always in the wrong document at the right time. True warriors have a warfare of plus three. Oh, okay. That's plus four. So, yeah. You roll it? Yeah, I'm gonna roll it. Uh, plus four. Nice. Okay. So that will be that will be the target number that they will have to beat in order to avoid your trap. Okay. Um, and how do you since since groups work like characters? In you know, since this is a fate game, how do you want to spend those four shifts? You could spend it on. Um, I, I I spoke too soon. It it depends on what you want to spend it on. You could spend it on um, the target number that they'd have to beat in order to you know not notice the trap, uh, or you can spend it on damage. So it'll either it'll either be harder to spot or it'll do more damage. I mean, I mean, we could even split. I mean, I don't really need it to kill the... We don't need it to kill the cavalry. We just need it to trap them. Right. Okay. So, I mean, I think it'd be like three and one, if we can do that. Okay, so three on the damage and... No, uh, the other three. way. Three okay. on the hard to notice and one on the damage. Okay. The point, the point is for them to, like, walk... It'll look like a normal field from above. Like, it's not even a pit trap because, like, it's dug from underneath. A pitfall, sorry. I walk up underneath, and then we do something to make it unstable and collapse and fall in. And the purpose is, like, now their horses are, like, trapped in a ditch. Right. Okay. So that will that will hold them up. If, if you don't do an even split with two and two, uh, that'll just be a boost. So it'll give you guys, like, a one-round... 
um, advantage while they rally their troops uh, and and get them out of the hole. But it won't be like a scene aspect that you can then exploit over and over again. That's all right. We can make that work then. Yeah. All right. I can I can take them out with um Landris. Right. So I will make a note of that. Um, trapped field with explosives. Plus three to spot uh, one that'll uh, uh, create a boost in the trapped cavalry. Okay. Um, anything else that you guys would like to do to uh, prepare? Uh, so you got the true warriors digging out the tunnels. Um, you could you could check on Shishan in the bloody bog. Um, you oh, could, that's the name of the general. I'm like, who the yeah. fuck is Shishan? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the name of the general, and I and uh, uh, I'm going to explain how I came up with that name off air. Okay, good. So that would um, be you if you want to check on her. You could you could do that. Um, you could um, you could lay some more some more tra some more traps rather prepare the ground. Um, you have a good you you still have a good like week or so before the um, the army actually arrives and probably another day or two um, before the um, the advance party returns okay um so i'm just gonna check in with shishan real quick um things things are not uh going particularly well for her um her her the units under her command are are in disarray um, the, the swamp water stinks and festers with mosquitoes, um, a, a significant, uh, amount of her troops, uh, have become, have become sickened, um, I they, bet Jatharis could tell you a way to keep the mosquitoes away. Yeah. Um, you would have to go see Jatharis if you want to. Uh, he is at his uh, library of light, and since you're since you're both you know unabashedly un uh, 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 rather gods, um, you're not you're not concealing that fact. You can just be there if you like. Yeah, we're just gonna show up. All right. Um, so his followers. Uh, lead you through the candlelit uh, stacks of the of the library, and you find Jatharis at a at a table piled high with uh, open open tomes and um, candles uh, that are that are burning low. Um, he doesn't even look up. He doesn't even seem to notice you. So nerd, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jathoris, we have an inquisition. Uh, was Jathoris one of the ones that he was there when we created the, when they created the um, the mosquitoes, right? Yes. 
Okay. I think he, I think he was. All right. So, um, Jatharis, we have encountered a bit of a problem, and we might need your assistance. Is that so? How how can I be of service, my brothers? Well, you see, those um, the uh, mosquitoes that you had created, uh, that you and Junkutsu created, um, it it is uh, creating much disturb. Um, okay, uh, so our soldiers in the bloody bog are about to. I'm sorry, I'm just like really bad at this right now. Okay, I'm just trying to... Okay, bottom of my end. All right. So our soldiers are in the bloody bog, and the mosquitoes are bothering them. They're making them very sickly. Now, um, it, it, we are trying to defend ourselves against a rogue, group, uh, rogue pantheon from the north, and soldiers yes. who are assisting... Yes. The Arcanians. We, yes, the Arcanians. And... Is there some way that something you can come up with that would prevent our soldiers from getting sickly or getting bitten from the mosquitoes? Perhaps smoke could help. Hmm. I'm going to look at Jathar's character sheet. Now I will roll his clever. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'll spend a fate point for him because he would want to re-roll that. All right, uh, he is at he is at plus three. Um, so so he says, oh uh, yes yes. Um, oh where is it? And he he starts uh, pulling books from the shelves and and you know he like unrolls and and rewraps a few scrolls and tosses them. And finally he finds one. He goes, ah here it is. Uh, he sets it down on top of his his work table. He says, um, "This is uh, this is a, a plant that can be found uh, intermittently in the bloody bog. If you have your soldiers gather these up and and burn them, the smoke that is produced will uh, ward off the the pests." Okay. Um, is there any way that we can make it so that? Uh, our soldiers do not, um, so that like the other soldiers get bitten and not ours. Oh. I don't think you really need to worry about that because yeah. it's not going to be that long. Yeah, diseases from the mosquito are going to kill them slow. We want to kill them quick. Like the right. thing that's going to give us the advantage is the fact that um, our soldiers will have prepared positions when they come into the bog. Or, and also the fact that they don't know our soldiers are there. So either we're charging out of the forest and they'll be surprised, or we lure them into the forest and they get stuck while we can slaughter them at our own ease. Right, okay. You're not trying to kill them with disease, though. Yeah, I'm just trying to say, like, maybe that's one little, like, nigglins, like, ah, I'm getting bitten. I don't think we're going to invent um, a mosquito vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Malaria vaccine is what I was trying to think of. Right. You guys suddenly synthesized DEET. Yeah. Should we come up with Aragard? Yeah. Um, so, Jatharis, Jatharis hands you that scroll and he, he says, um, 
I've been I've been poring over these tomes of knowledge. Everything everything that is or ever will be known is in these books. Uh, they they are an extension of of my divine mantle. I I can't explain it. No one has ever uh, researched the subject. Uh, as far as I know, none have spoken uh, to the goddess of the Arcanians to to know how her her artifact, her fragment of the of the first mind, works or how it hungers. But I. I know, my library knows, because I know all things. And maybe, and he starts to look really worried at this point. Maybe because I am still a fragment of the mind, I, I know what it is and what it wants. I mean, I feel like this is asking an obvious question, but what does it want? How is it, um, not... I mean, like, it, it, it just wants all of us to go back in, so... It wants... It wants to be whole again. And as... As it absorbs more of us, it grows stronger. It adds our aspects. It adds our mantles to its powers. When you fight Maquada, she will likely have access to an army of gods. So then what do you suggest we do? You you separated Malachite from it. Maybe we can separate the rest of the gods from it. If you could if you could sunder it somehow somehow get it away from her and instead of instead of making instead of defeating her make getting it from her your your chief priority oh man i have a, an idea you should forge uh it's like embedded in a chest right yeah she has a breastplate with it you should it. you should forge like a claw-topped um, spear, so it's like a trident but with like six or seven uh, spikes in a circle, so that you can thrust it into her chest and push the thing out out the other, out the other, the other side. side. Right, because then the last time I, cause I remember one time I just tried to reach in and just steal it, and it's like, no, don't. It was a bad time. But you forge it for that purpose and, like, make it a station or something. Right. So, I mean, would well, I guess, yeah, I, actually I have the weaponsmith thing, so I would probably know how to do that. Um, yeah, you could, you could forge a weapon like that. But um, first you I, need to get the mosquito plant thing to the soldiers. Right. So I deliver them the news of uh, is it like yeah, a page they, in a book? Is it something I can like point out to them? It's, uh, it's on a scroll. Okay. 
So if you if you bring it to um, now, what what relationship does Shashan have with Kundunos? Like, are you, since since you're both military, like you're you're um, you're a, more of a mythic hero than a god, even though you're a god. Right. Um, but does that are you gonna have like the true warriors deliver it to her? Are you gonna have um, Tamerlane deliver it to her? Or are you, the two of you just gonna you know drop in and be like, hey, here's some divine knowledge? Yeah, I feel like it would be best in the long run if um, you know the true warrior or like Tamerlane or the true warriors is basically someone high up in my pantheon or in my in my crew in your service um, yes would give it to her and say that Kinduno sends his regards pray for his you know pray for him uh, pray to him and he will give you his blessings all right so uh, that that scene plays out pretty much as you described Tamerlane you know gives the delivers the the scroll um, to Shashan she is kind of awestruck because even Tamerlane at this point is is a, a mythic figure um, and that he would he would deign to speak to a mortal like her is um, yeah like even Tamerlane is enough to make her go senpai notice to me right um, and and for as as Tamerlane rides away uh, you see the look on her face like for the first time she thinks that there might actually be hope in this situation. Um, and she, you know, orders her underlings to start gathering these plants so that they can be, they can be burned. Um, which returns us to the subject of the weapon. Um, this would probably be like, you would have to change out one of your aspects maybe, or if you want to create, if you want to create a stunt specifically for this, for this task, yeah. Um, and then depending on how well you roll, uh, how much how much effort and work we want to put into describing what this thing is will determine how effective it is. Right. Maybe maybe the weapon would be more powerful if Malachi wielded it. Because he's already been separated from her. Okay, maybe. that's that's true. Maybe he will have some advantage. Yeah, he, he can he can resist its its call, its pull. He's like, oh no, I've heard this before. Come on now, you silly you silly tesseract. I know where this you know, goes. A, a sort of won't get fooled again aspect. Yeah. All right. Um. So you're going to forge it. Uh, Jatharis is going to give you its specifications, and depending on how well he rolls, you'll get either a bonus or... Oh, Sorry. wow. Um, well, he's at, uh, he's at plus seven. Uh, That's definitely a bonus. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give yourself plus three to forge it. Um, okay. And set, set, up a, set up a scene for us. Like, 
what what special materials are you making this thing? Are you forging this thing from? Where are you forging it specifically? Like this isn't going to be like I go out back to you know the furnace and, and I soak up the yeah, fire. Steve's just, oh, this is going to be like I go My... to the volcano and uh, yeah, okay. I think you should like forge it from like elements found across our land. So, like, oh, oh, use, hold on. You use sand from the dunes to make it hard for her to see it. Right. Um, no, or I was also going to think, like, no, uh, didn't we, didn't, like, when Malachite helped us seal up the um, the uh, prison for the decadent ones, didn't, like, y'all, we also use, like, metal from that? Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we used, we, we, you forged stone to bind the mountain back together. Okay. You used magma as if and and forged it as if it was iron. Right. So, okay. Let me just get another. Um, okay. Let me just get a quick refresher on the places and names, real quick. So we've right. got the um, the somber scrubland, which is where the right. fungal grasses grow. Uh, there's the hills of serenity, which is where firefly is. Um, there's the the eternal river. Uh, which flows out to the sea and and flows past the now permanently sealed, or at least sealed until the end of time, gateway into Un's realm. There's the impassable mountains, which is where the decadent ones are imprisoned. And then there's the dunes of change and the bloody bog. I'm going to okay. type out a little kind of poem thing here. All right, uh, so... A lot of these doesn't sound like stuff I could get from... Uh, hold on. Okay. So, um... Hmm. Just, I'm just going to read through it one time, see if there's anything I can uh, get out of this. Um... I mean, if you want to go with the... Uh the traditional uh, western elements you could get like earth from the somber scrubland and water from the right yeah I think that's what I like so I'm just trying to think like is there any special thing but it's you know just like a bunch so, of so so far I've so far I've got sands from the dunes to hide our mischief water from the river to make us strike swift uh Uh, the bloody eternal mountains. What are they called? Impassable mountains. Impassable mountains. The impassable mountains that represent our fortitude. Or from the or mountains to hold us fast. Yes, and um, da 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 da, and our um, fungus from the somber scrublands to make us like really like in the mood man <laughs> no the, the somber scrublands uh where Maybe poison yeah i mean okay. you can also get poison from the bog no i reckon use the bog to like hold her because the bog is a mire you get stuck in it or yeah. from the right. mountains to hold us fast and um, the somber scrubland is bright, bright, dusty ground. Um, and the the, the poison yeah, from the this. from the fungal grasses. Yeah, poison from the fungal grasses. 
so that our legacy, so that our our legacy sting. I don't know. I'm just trying to like combine. Our legacy lingers. stings is a good line. Okay. Listen from the fungal I'm gonna write that in my music notebook because that is a good line. So our legacy stings. All right. So once you're done uh, making that note there, Eric, you can go ahead and make that roll. You've got a uh, you got a plus three from Jatharis uh, designing this thing. Um, I'm, I'll give you a... from the great bog find our enemy. Okay, so I'm going to start rolling now. Follow the monitor. Plus four. Nice. Yeah. So I think I think all told that brings you up to. So I was I was going to say I'll give you another plus plus one for uh, for Raymond writing a poem, which is fucking kick ass. Yeah. Um, so all told, that brings you up to like a plus eight. Yeah. I think that we have built a weapon that is effectively a god. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, I think Eric should name this great weapon, but I think maybe he should have some time to think about it, so... Uh, so I, I, I'm very tempted to rip something... to do a, rip off Magic the Gathering again. There is a weapon in, like, the Greek... Pan, you know, the Greek uh, mythology-inspired block that's called... the Yes, yeah, called the Gods. I'm doing it for the lay people. Right, it was called Theros, and there was a weapon called the Godsend, where you'd spell it out, and it was literally a weapon that would be used to uh, end a god that had gone awry. It was a planeswalker that's like, ah, fuck the rules, I'm a god now. And, um, and it was also like a god's, it was meant to end a god, and it was a godsend, meaning, oh my god, thank you, this is the right thing at the right time. How about Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I was going to say, from that, maybe, like... Like the heart piercer? I don't know, something that I has was to gonna s- how about How about Doom Key? Because it unlocks that uh, our, uh, our end and removes it from her chest. Or something better. I mean, right. So let's see. I, I mean, mean, I do like do- Doom Key. Yeah, Doom Key is good. I mean, it also kind of implies that Doom. it will be used to release Un from her prison in the future. But you know, she has done her waiting when that time comes. Yeah. All right. I I like that. I like that as a drawback to it. It is the thing that can set Un free from her prison. But that won't matter to. Uh, Eric and I, because we'll be done playing this game. Yeah, so that, that's future God's problem, like... Yeah, that's that's Grimslay and Kundudos' problem, not... Yeah, it's not Eric and Wayne's and problem. Yeah. Alright, uh, so I'm I'm gonna give Malachite the, uh, the new aspect, the Doom Key Spear, um, and maybe I'll rewrite one of his stunts or give him an additional stunt. Um, to give him a power that lets him snatch that thing from from Maquata. Uh, so you're you're um, 
your strategy will be to give, you know, to open up the field so that he can get a shot at her and take that thing out. Yes, indeed. Good. I'm looking forward to the last run. I think um, we've got a solid strategy here. Yeah. So you've got the we've got the the fake surrender happening. Um, I I guess we'll we'll end with uh, we'll end with Fillion uh, riding back. Um, Kindunos, you know that Zunquib Slay went with him and is not with him anymore. Yes. Um, so I don't think I should interact directly with, um, you know, Fillion quite yet. Also, um, La Landris, your mom went with him. Where's your mom? What? Oh, no, my mom, my mom, Zunquib Slay. I thought you meant Demolay. For a second, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I thought well, we'd lost two gods for a sec. No, well, I mean, technically, Zunkuslay was 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 your mom. You have two yeah, no, moms. No, no, I get yeah. it. He's got two moms. It's just for a second, I was. Yeah. I was real worried that we'd lost two gods. Uh, yeah. Um, I will say that a. A goat herder with a strangely large hat <laughs> steps forward as Fillion returns, and you know people are praising him for returning, and they look forward to seeing his grand solution. But this herder walks up and grabs him and says, "Where is my mother? My my father? Where is the treasurer?" Fillion, how do you react to this? <laughs> um, so do I... I'm going to make a roll to know, see if I notice that, like, there's well, anything... They, off no, they've, they've got that here's, aspect here's a, that connects them, so okay. I think they know who each other is yeah. instantly. You, you knew... Um, okay. You knew that uh, Zunquib Slay, the god, was who you left behind. And right. you feel your connection to Landris. Okay, so, uh, I, so and you I'm put it trying together. to establish if, like, Fillion can see through Landris' disguise. I think so, he like, can. It's not just some it. random goat herd. It's like, where's my mother? And it's like, dude, we got worse problems at hand. I'm pretty sure Fillion can always see through um, Landris's disguise because of the they're, they're bound together. Right. So, did, so wait, did uh, and a uh, second question before I speechify. Did uh, so? Did Landris call Jinku Persuade's mother or his father? Both. Both. He said, "Where's my mother?" Then said, "Father, where's?" and then paused again and said, where's the treasurer? Because realized he was surrounded by mortals. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. The treasurer and a couple of our fellow ambassadors made a very great sacrifice to ensure that Firefly will thrive and survive through this time of great distress. Landris is like shocked and is like, they killed him. They killed him. He is a, they are very, and I, and I, I and as I see Landris reacting a little bit and he's starting to get the other villages wild up. And he said, listen, they're all alive. We will all be together as a village. When um, the Arcadians come, to, to when the Arcadians come, they're very much alive. Um, 
now it's panic ruined my fucking train of thought, goddammit. And I think it is important to for us to recognize sorry, it's very important to speak. I'm sorry, I was just being told to shush. So um so and I think <laughs> it's important <laughs> fucking live with other people. And I think it is important that he wouldn't have the treasurer wouldn't have made this sacrifice if he wasn't a hundred percent faithful in our ability to make sure that it was not in vain and to um, to to free him from his bonds. If yes, he wouldn't have made the sacrifice if he didn't have not anything less than one hundred percent faith in us. Um, I hope so, you're right, but you've not been wrong before. And Landris walks off. With the knowledge that uh, Zimquipslay cannot escape from bonds. Yep. <laughs> so now we've got we've got a lot of a lot of investment happening here. We have the personal investment of uh, of. Landris, the connection to his mother. We have the um, we have Malachite's revenge on Maquada. Uh, we have the the fate of the city of Firefly, um, and the the future of Fillion as a as a leader of its people. Can his can his philosophy uh, hold up to a conquering army? Uh, and I think that's where we'll that's where we'll leave things. That is the perfect place to end, actually. Indeed. And, and next time we will we will do the final showdown between the Arcanians and the citizens of Firefly and the gods, the slayers of decadence, and Maquada and her Tesseract. Nice. All right. Um, so uh, the moral of the story: what what did we what did we learn this session or create in the world this session? Sometimes um, you have to take lin uh, non-linear uh, solutions. It's not always possible right. to deal with the person at the top or to deal with the problem head-on. Sometimes you've got to take a different path. You've got to come at it from the side. Right, or, you know, instead of going from the top... Or, or don't always assume that the leader leads. Or the leader is responsible for everything because you know we're trying to get the uh, we're trying to um, you know set the groundwork for a defecting army. Um, uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, you know, Fillion, the de facto leader in this case, wasn't exactly in you know the best position to negotiate, but you know we still uh, went through with it anyway. So a lot, a lot of big stuff today. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and I will give you guys. Uh, I think. Forget how the we, we can we can always do that off mic. Um, we'll do that off off mic in a second. Um, yeah. uh, before we sign off, uh, thoughts, comments, anything you'd like to see wrapped up specifically in the last session that we haven't already hinted at or addressed or. <sighs>
No, I, th- I think it's going pretty good. Um, I hope that when I run Fate, I can run it as well as you do. Yeah, like, you, this has been pretty good. You know, this has been very, very, very good. Also, the first episode of Gods and Monsters has, is now at over 100 plays on uh, on our SoundCloud page. So, very first cool. thing that we've ever had to get that many plays. Um, I don't know if you've gotten that sort of stuff um, for Rag Nerd Rock. I don't even know if you get that kind of metric. Um, we have, we, we use the Blueberry podcast statistics. Um, mostly I, I look at it, um, after, after the first week it's been up, um, and we get about 300 or so downloads for each episode. Jesus Christ, that's so many. Yeah, people more play ours than, I think it's because it's on SoundCloud, people more play than download. Yeah. Yeah, right. And really, really, that's just the unique clicks. So that that doesn't mean that all of those people listen to the thing the whole way through. Yeah, indeed. Um, right. I mean, the closest I can, th- I mean, Bandcamp, which I you know sell my music on, rhythmbaster.bandcamp.com, um, is uh, that they have like three different separate metrics for each of your tracks, where it's complete, it was played all the way through, and went to the next track. Uh, skip, where only like the first ten percent was played, and uh, and like uh, incomplete, where like more than, you know, like about half of it was played. So mm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that's I'm liking this. Um, I'm gonna read off that little bit, that little poem I made just before we finish. Go for uh, it. Sands from the dunes to well, hold on. <laughs> Wait, so let me add a little musical backing to this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, is, would this feel like a major or a minor key poem? I have no idea. I okay. have no idea if, if your guitar playing will even come through. All right. Uh, well, I would I would go with it's triumphant. So go go with a, a major key. Okay, so we'll go with like an E. Sands from the dunes to hide our mischief. Water from the river to make us strike swift. Or from the mountains to hold us fast. Poison from the fungal grasses, so our, grasses, so our legacy stings. War, wood from the great bog to bind our enemy. And then that's it. It's the doom key. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's totally that last it. bit. That last bit came through. <laughs> that's that's All right. totally the, uh, the intro to a to some kind of a metal song. It's the yeah. Doom Key, and then there's there's that album by. Um... Blind Guardian, that's all Lord of the Ring, Samarillion themed songs, and they read Samarillion lines. I thought you were shit. talking about half of the songs by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Anyway, uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>